podcast. Welcome to the Queer Arabs podcast. This is Alia and Deli. And we are the Queer Arabs. I'm Saudi American and a lesbian. And I'm bi, trans, Lebanese, and we are broadcasting here in America. And today with some Canadian guests, can you guys introduce yourselves? My name is Wayne. My name is Carrie. And I'm so happy to have you both on. Thank you for doing this. Um, so for, for our listeners, um, we got connected to Wayne and Carrie through Anas, who was on the Arabic speaking side of the podcast. So anyone who knows Arabic listening to this, um, you can check out the, there's actually two episodes with Anas on it. So part one and part two. And, um, so yeah, he got us connected to Carrie and Wayne, um, up in British Columbia in Canada. We thought we'd just have a conversation and kind of talk to them about their connection with Anas, about maybe their own family, their own stories. Thank you both again. Thank you for having us. Yeah. Um, so I guess first, um, can you talk about um, how you got to know Anas and like your connection with him? Sure. Um, we got to know Anas because he was involved with our local pride organization, Kelowna Pride. And he was um, asked to be the Grand Marshal of our annual parade and festival. Yes. And we were introduced through mutual friends. I kept hearing about him and everyone kept saying, oh, you have to meet him. You'll love him. You'll love him. So his his legend was <laughs> known long yeah. before. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's amazing. I love, I love that he was Grand Marshal. The reason that we're involved with Pride is because we have a 13-year-old son who is transgender. And um, yeah. we've been involved with Pride for at least a few years now. Awesome. So uh, how, your son coming out and letting you know, how did that happen? If you're okay sharing that, if not, we can cut this. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, it's We don't have sort of that one coming out story that sometimes people have, you know, a moment where they told their family or yeah. um, it's sort of been an ongoing conversation in our family. Uh-huh. Um, my oldest sister is a lesbian. And so it's just something that's been a part of our lives forever um, since at least since I was about 12, I think is when she came out. And so... Um, we actually thought maybe Tor was a lesbian when he was younger because he was so masculine all the time. Right. We like to say we're pretty um, liberal-minded, open-minded in our family, and we sort of say if we were maybe more conservative, we would have caught on a little bit quicker. Oh. Um, for example, we'd go to the store, and Tor, you know, from as soon as he could pick his clothes, he would say, I want to go to the boy section. I, I like those clothes and I'm a feminist. So I would say, yes, absolutely. You can wear whatever you want to awesome. wear. All of his Halloween costumes were very masculine firefighters and werewolf and yeah. you know, what we think of as typically male. Yeah. Um, again, you know, we would always say yes, absolutely. So maybe if we were more conservative and said, you know, no, that's not for little girls, then maybe we would have known sooner, but um yeah and then he cut his hair as soon as he could cut his hair and... kept getting shorter and shorter every yeah, the... time he had hair <laughs> yeah so oh. I, just a couple of years ago I think I or a few years ago now I said to him you know I said there is this thing called transgender and do you think that that could be you or you know just kind of floated the idea and he was like that's a thing you can do <laughs> you can be that didn't you have that same 
moment, Ellie? Uh, mine was a considerably less. Uh, how do I want to say? How do I put this delicately? Like... Uh, <laughs> less family friendly. Um, but didn't you have that moment where you're like, wait, transgender? It's uh, a thing. Sadly, it was Jerry Springer who introduced me to the idea. Oh, oh wow! Dear. Hey, it has to come from somewhere, I guess. Which also dates me. So. <laughs> But yeah. I was like, whoa, this is a thing. I mean, I'm nothing like those people, but I also kind of like the idea, so... Yeah. Yeah. And that's, how, and that's how the evil Western media infected my 10-year-old mind. <laughs> evil Western influence. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, for those of you who are not in know, whenever evil Western media and evil Western influence is basically... Uh, sort of a running meme in the Middle East. Uh, it's just this idea that Western culture is just wholly different and alien from Middle Eastern culture. Yeah, so we say it ironically and kind of to make fun of the concept. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, when in reality, all over the world, we're all facing similar issues. Yes, sir. In different contexts. We're all people. Yeah. Yep, exactly. Um, so, so that's that's awesome. Like... It's oh. it's just really it's really nice to talk to parents like you who um yeah had that um, experience. So I have a question. So I'm sort of coming from the sort of negative end of this, but have you ever had that moment? It's like, are you sh like where you were asking? Wait, are you are we sure about this? Is this? Did you ever have a moment of doubt? Oh yeah. sure. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead. Um, the the usual thing I think parents wonder is this temporary? Is this for real? Mm -hmm. um, it, it did help, I think, that we did have, as Carrie said, this whole long period before that where it was clear that Tor was more masculine. So it wasn't as though this came completely out of the blue for us. Yeah. Uh, but uh, but sure, yeah, there, there was some wondering until it was quite clear that Tor was was not going to change his mind. <laughs> mm -hmm. I think also, I mean, we're we're human and we're influenced by the people around us and. Wayne's family um, are Baptist and, um, you know, they questioned and are still questioning a lot of, you know, are you sure this is for real? And I mean, just as parents too, you, we knew we could see further down that road that there was going to be some lack of acceptance, that there was going to be some pushback that there, you know, that yeah. his future would be harder as a trans person. Do you know what I mean? So, I mean, we kind of, Wayne and I together would say, oh, can't he just be a lesbian? <laughs> you know, like, that'd uh, be a My mom had that same conversation with me. It's like <laughs> the whole, your future is going to be super hard and yeah. can, can't you just be like, like gay? And I was like, but I'm bi. And yeah. I, that kind of, like, I, I ruined everything <laughs> with them. So yeah. that's, it's, but it turned out, to, for me at least, it turned out significantly easier than they thought. Um, yes, us too. Us yeah. too. I mean, there's awesome. there's, there's hard moments like this week with um, your president, you know, uh, that memo that was yeah. about uh, trans erasure. And that was like that. I hate having to have those conversations with my 13 year old because yeah. I want we want him to hear it from us before he hears it on the media. And, you know, and of course the next day it was all over everywhere and yeah. Instagram was filled with it and it's, it makes it harder. It does. Unfortunately, <laughs> being openly queer of any kind inherently means you are going to be somewhat political to very political because 
it's a constant and ongoing issue, especially for trans. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. We do feel lucky that we are here in Canada, uh, where things are generally easier um, yeah. I mean, than they are for you in the States. I know. Yeah. We talk about Canada like it's our promised land. Like, maybe, <laughs> some, maybe someday. <laughs> maybe. I tell you, I wish I could take every queer person that Aww. was living in a country that was not friendly and just bring them all here because yeah. so much here and wish we could share that. Yeah. Like, I know Canada has its own issues and like we keep we we have to keep that. I know we have to keep that in mind, but like overall, it just feels like um, a yeah, a much more friendly place for social issues like this. And um, yeah, it, it's really scary what's going on down here. Like everyone with the most power right now, not they won't do anything to help further yeah. the progress for LGBT folks and or worst case they actively work against it yeah 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 yep. if I describe uh, something that just happened here recently we just had our municipal elections in this province uh, mm -hmm. for city council and so on and school trustees and one of the big issues that came up was um, what they call SOGI curriculum sexual orientation gender identity uh, which is um, providing resources to teachers to be able to show diversity of families and diversity of gender identity and sexual orientations throughout the curriculum at an age appropriate level, uh, all the way up through high school. And uh, there's been quite a bit of pushback um, from certain quarters who feel that this is wrong or indoctrination or something. And they call uh, us, they call us sex activists, the people <laughs> who are fighting for Oh my gosh. I yeah, know. I, yeah. it, I I almost like it. I like it makes me sound really exciting. But... <laughs> yeah, you're like, okay. <laughs> quite a it became quite a polarizing issue during the election, especially for school trustees. Um, oh. But the results, I mean, there were some anti-SOGI uh, people that were elected, but by and large, the results uh, were, were in our favor. Good. Uh, majority of the population is not interested in trying to uh, oppose inclusion and, and diversity yeah. in schools. So. And I would say even the mayoral candidates here were kind of running on, you know, one side was very inclusive and diverse and the other side said that he would march in pride parades because it would be his duty, but not because he would want to. Yeah. Thankfully that guy didn't get in. So we're all good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. I, I wish our worst candidates were saying, well, I'd march because it was my duty. <laughs> I know. I know. Huh. Wow. Our mayor's actually dressed up in uh, some drag before at one of our uh, events. So, no. Oh, my God. We've got a rainbow crosswalk here in town a, a few years ago. Oh, I love it. Yeah, it's gorgeous. It's like um, all four sides of an intersection. So, it's really beautiful. But there was a lot, there was some pushback from the community from very conservative people. Mm -hmm. And they called the mayor, Mayor Sugar Plum because of his um, stance. And so he decided oh, to- Oh, in like a derogatory way. Oh. Yeah. Oh, the... so, okay, yeah. got it. He decided to embrace that. And now there's an annual event called the Sugar Plum Ball. Love and it. It's a very affordable event for everyone to go to and people dress up in drag and just over the top and, and celebrate straight people, non-straight people, everybody together just, you know, supporting um, inclusion and diversity. Aww. Yeah, it's really great. Glad he got voted back in again. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, Anas was saying like we need to come up there sometime. Um, 
So sure. maybe we should time it correctly for that. Yes. <laughs> that sounds amazing. Anna said when he was Grand Marshal of the Pride Parade, it was the happiest day of his life. Um, yeah. Um, think, yeah. I don't remember exactly how he put it, but yeah, he said something like that on when he talked on the podcast and like, I don't know. It's, it's just so cool that like there's that intersectionality that happened, you know, it's someone like an immigrant, someone who's in his case, Middle Eastern and yeah. queer. And I love when those intersectionalities like come to the forefront of, in a positive way, in a positive way. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, it, it was really cool to see that. Um, so uh, so, but going forward, what are your worries? You know, like, I know mine as an adult right now is mostly just job discrimination and possible, like, like, locally, I have to worry about whether or not a bathroom bill will ever be passed in Texas. And that's kind of a constant fight every election. So. Oh, that's. Depressing, yes, but yeah. Do you guys in Canada uh, is there anything like that, like a bathroom bill uh, type thing? Or yeah, actually, um, Boris even spoken to our prime minister, thanking him for this. Um, Tor did a TED talk, and um, we have a little clip of him speaking with our prime minister of Canada uh. and um, thanking them and the ministers for passing a bill known as Bill C sixteen, uh -huh. and. That that bill added gender identity and sexual orientation to um, the human rights code. So that means that no one can be discriminated against for being trans. So that's sort of how this whole SOGI um, education component came to, into play as well. Okay. All schools now have to be inclusive across the country. And, and these were just resources for them to figure out how to make sure they were in compliance and to make sure they're supportive as well. Oh, wonderful. Yeah, so there's lots of gender neutral bathrooms popping up everywhere here. We were just at a high school tour was asked to speak at a conference and we, it was at a local high school and we went and they had just unveiled their brand new gender neutral bathrooms. Oh, yay. Yeah. Say WC for water closet and they're, you know, the full length stalls, but it's all, yeah. everyone goes in there. Everyone, you wash your hands together, but other than that, they're separate stalls. So uh -huh. yeah, it's wonderful. And this is in a high school here. Couldn't be more proud of that. That's so wonderful. Um, yeah. So like, just, um, can you give a kind of a recap of the Ted talk and we'll, we'll share the link if you're cool with that too. Absolutely. Yeah. He would love for people to see it. Um, yeah. it was a TEDx youth chat and, mm -hmm. um, he was selected, um, to talk about what it's like to be transgender and his, his perspective on this is really, I think really wonderful and um, I guess a little childlike, but also really beautiful. Yeah. Um, his belief that you can turn things that might be big challenges into maybe your greatest opportunities. And, um, and he has his little tourist, tourist guide to bravery, how to be brave. <laughs> oh. three, in three steps. Three, three easy steps, how to be brave. <laughs> But I think your listeners in, in particular might especially enjoy um, seeing it because I think it's, yeah. I think he's, so. Yeah, I think so. 
our worries. And I don't want to, I don't want to gloss over that because I think they're real and it's important for people to know that it's all, you know, it's not all unicorns and rainbows and puppies, but yeah. So we have worries about health related worries. Um, Tor is on hormone blockers right now. Um, we're very lucky that we have a really great team of people and that it doesn't cost us money to go to the doctors. We, we see specialists, we have this medication that I, I was told by the pharmacist that in the States it would be thousands of dollars and it doesn't cost us really anything. Um, any surgeries that he would elect if he chooses would all be covered under our healthcare. Um, yeah, our biggest worry is have to travel to get it but even then you know that's not that big I worry about um we've seen a lot of the Trump style politics seeping over our borders here and I'm so sorry oh really yeah it has an effect because we're very much affected by American culture and American news and what's happening there even though we feel somewhat separated from it we know that it it does empower people here uh to feel like well you know the culture Uh... No. So, yeah. Uh, that's infuriating. It's like at least at least keep all this crap like contained in contained. Our... Uh, that's terrible. Um I wonder if we could just call this political pollution at this point. Oh, that's good. That's a great phrase. Good. I like Did you just coin that now? I guess. Wow. That's impressive. <laughs> That's great. I'm going to use that. So am I. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's not just Canada that gets sort of America's political pollution. Uh, Mexico obviously gets it too. Um, and we do export a lot of hate to um, Africa and Asia through religious missions and all that good stuff. So. Right. Yeah. <sighs> and it seems like it seems like, oh, well, that's just a remote thing. It's just, but these things do add up over time. And these, and the people who are indoctrinated today with this sort of stuff get elected, you know, 10, 20 years down the line and still have these ideas. Yeah. Um, I just, before this recording, I just came home from a drag queen story time at our local library, which was amazing. But like, there were definitely some protesters and they had these terrible signs that said like one of them said um what did it say homosex is a sin or something like that and another one had just like bible verses and then there was a 12 year old boy like standing with them it was just really sad to see and all the people there like the the adults on that side like they had the most smug looks on their faces like they just it was this expression that they had that was kind of like okay try to challenge us what are you going to do about it and you know it's I, i i always have to remind myself like we can overcome things but it did feel very discouraging to see like those even just those facial expressions, just how it, it kind of like it spoke so much yeah. where it was like, okay, we hold the power. We hold so much of the power right now. Yeah. I think it's, you know, just from an outside pers- Canadian perspective, we, we sometimes look down at the States like it's a bit of a car wreck right now. But <laughs> yes. 
Ice, we love you guys so much. And we're just like the cousins who are rooting for you up here. So. Oh, we need you guys. <laughs> Definitely agree with the car wreck sentiment right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, thankfully, I, I don't want to paint this in a totally negative light. Like the drag queen story time was amazing. They, awesome. th- those people that I talked about just now were very outnumbered. But even with that like small group, um, just seeing like the way that they they held their heads so high and they, they had these smug expressions. And it's I, like, aren't you ashamed of your ignorance just even a little? Yeah, um, I know. Yeah, and, and I just, I, I'm like, are you guys, so this event is about promoting inclusion, not only that, but also like celebrating reading and books. Yeah. And it's like, what are you guys trying to do here? And they never cared about story time until that moment, so... Exactly. 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 So you're fighting literacy? Like, what? <laughs> yeah. Well, ironically, it is literacy and education that is going to cure that evil. So, yes, absolutely. Yeah. But that 12-year-old, they're going to grow up and have their own thoughts and ideas and friendships. Yes. I, I feel like every person that Tor touches mm-hmm. is another person who understands that's what trans is. That's what trends is. It's not scary. It's just Tor. And yeah. Tor's a cool dude. Like, he likes flipping. He's flipping right now on the trampoline with one back. of his best friends. Ah, and, I love it. I would say his best friend, um, you know, for years, I, I would say he maybe had never met anybody even who was gay until he met Tor. And mm-hmm. it's a non-issue for all of his friends now. They're just yeah. sort of like, oh, yeah, that's Tor. He's trans. Cool. Yeah. They take to the new pronouns more quickly than the adults do. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure. I I know hers. Um, But just sort of this reaction and sort of the knowing thing is why, like, why coming out, even though it's like sometimes maligned as a Western idea on family, it does pave the way for the future generations. Like, a lesbian um, cousin, sorry, I'm blank. Was it cousin or aunt? I want to get this right. Uh, My sister, yeah. Yeah, Okay. The lesbian aunt like sort of lowered the shock value of yeah. like more queer stuff in the family and just yeah and that's sort of why coming out is important down the line you know it, it yeah. it's not gonna it may be extremely hard for the person coming out yeah. but it lowers the hurt down the line yeah well our, our, we have, yeah tell the story our old <laughs> our older son uh he's now uh, actually away at university uh he's um just about to turn 20 and uh he came out was it this last year oh a couple or, no but a year and a half ago he came home for christmas and said, said oh I'm, I'm bi and we're like okay well have you met your trans sibling <laughs> <laughs> he actually said i have something really important to tell you and we thought like oh no he's flunking out or something and he's i'm bi and i said and you're like that's it <laughs> it's like that was it and i was like oh my gosh have you met your brother <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. Yeah. And like someday I know the the goal is that no one will have to come out. Like it'll just be, it'll just be who you are. are. And like, there won't have to be that moment where you, it's like, okay, I need to tell you something. I need to tell you this thing that makes me different from others or like different from what people perceive to be the norm or whatever. And doing it is an intensely personal and political act so like not like everyone sort of like i know a lot of people say coming out is like something everyone should do but it's also an incredibly person 
it's personal because it puts yourself both at risk for like actual retaliation, but sort of like emotional hurts and scars. You put your relationships at risk by doing it. And it's also a political act because it's sort of a gamble saying that by showing people that I am X, that they will realize, hopefully with time, that I am not some sort of weird menace or dangerous mm -hmm. to society. I'm just another person with, you know, yeah. just an additional little attribute. And that's about it. Yeah. And it's really cool that Tor, like, being in such a such an understanding and wonderful family like that he is taking that and um and yeah and just like doing such these courageous things like giving a ted talk but it also which, sounds like it doesn't hasn't like become his entire thing either has it no right <laughs> yeah like it's just yeah. actually wait Sometimes uncomfortable when people are like, oh, you're such good parents. You're such good parents. Like the bar is so low to just accept our child. <laughs> yeah. And that makes us good parents. It like, is really, yeah, kind it's of true. Terrible times. Like yeah. we do terrible things at times. Oh man, that's so <laughs> cool. That that's so like, cool. I love it. No, but the whole part of the life, like when I came out um, in college, like it was kind of a thing. It and I ended up being sort of like the token trans person on campus. Every time it was an event or protest, it was like, hey, Ellie, you want to, you up for speaking? And I was like, do you want to explain trans stuff? I'm like, okay. Yeah. He is a little bit that person, but he really enjoys public speaking. So that's good. Okay. That's good. He but, likes spotlight. Yeah. But he, <laughs> nice. he has, well, he, he uses it well. Bit. He uses his, like the spotlight to do something very positive. That's yeah, cool. he has a very keen awareness, even from a young age, of his privilege. Um, being white and male and straight. Um, living in Canada. And living in Canada. So, yeah, he's, um, yeah, I guess I'm actually more proud of that than anything about him is that he has the awareness of his privilege and he knows that it's safe for him to be the one who speaks out. And he knows that there are people, even in our community, who are not safe to yeah. it, or physically or otherwise to speak out oh, that's so great that he that he has that as part of his mindset already that level of self-awareness is a little rare sadly it is yeah. it's it's pretty rare for um i mean for any age i credit his mom with being a good educator <laughs> she's she's always been uh yeah it's reminded of our privilege <laughs> That's so wonderful. Oh, so how long ago was Pride when you met Anas? Just this summer, just this August. summer. Oh, okay. Yeah. But we just decided we loved him too much. He had to be part of our family. So. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's so awesome. Um, I, he just, yeah, he seems to really love the, where he is. Like, yes. The community. He just gave a talk uh, last weekend, actually, at the Unitarian Church in town, uh, describing his story and his background. And there were details I hadn't known before. And it's amazing to me how much he's gone through and still come out to be such a genuinely nice person. And he still seems mm -hmm. happy, um, yeah. smiling and so on. So I'm, I'm amazed at him. Yeah, he's had to deal with a lot of pushback. Um... Yeah. from very close people who used to be so close to him um but yeah i i'm very proud of him um for 
doing what he's done um, since he got to Canada and like I I know darling do you want to perhaps do a quick recap so everyone who hasn't listened to the Arabic episodes or who might just be coming in on this knows what's up yeah um, well basically and um, so basically Anas is well he's Syrian and he's just faced a lot of pushback from people who had been in his life like very close people to him um, when he came out and like when he decided you know what I'm not going to hide who I am and I I have to like I'm in Canada I can talk about this um, uh, I'm not I don't have to be afraid of the government retaliating against me or any or whatever or um, so a lot of people like push back and wrote him these very hateful messages and like just messages kind of make it clear that certain people were never going to accept him or had no intent to try to understand him. Um, but despite despite all that, he he's made it his priority to um, continue embracing who he is uh, publicly. And I know not everyone can do that. Like I understand, I understand that. But I still like I just really appreciate. And we still applaud people that, who do do it. Yeah, absolutely. Like, um, yeah. it it's so important that, like, yeah, if someone is in this situation and has the emotional and physical, like, is in the right emotional and physical space and state, like, it's awesome when someone can use what they've gone through to be a very important influence or, or give some hope to other people. Mm-hmm. Um, even just even just knowing like you're not the only person in a certain situation, not to give any specifics on the podcast. I outside of my family, like I've had very limited interactions with other people who are Saudi, and like not long ago, I have gotten kind of connected with other queer Saudis. Just that that feeling of knowing like people are out there and um, having those connections is so powerful it makes me feel better about myself more i have a little bit more courage to speak about certain issues that i wouldn't have before just Mm. because there are others i know there are others like me and i know that like we need to be talking about these things exactly Uh, so yeah wayne and i actually started a peer support group for other parents of transgender youth and young adults awesome that reason just so that because there was nothing out there for parents. And I thought if we can maybe just help people feel like they're not alone. Um, and they come at, they come to us in various stages. Some people are really not ready to, um, accept what's, mm-hmm. you know, what's their reality. And some people are fully embracing like we are and everywhere in between. And we have people who, who haven't yet come to a meeting, but who will email me with their questions. We have people who come to every meeting. So we have people who drive, you know, a couple hours just to come to our meetings. So, yeah, but it's, there's so much value in connecting with other people. They're virtually like through the internet, like you said, or in person, just someone who else who understands and who can look you in the eye and say, I see you and you're valuable. And I understand. Yes. Yes, exactly. That the thing. Yeah. The I see you thing. Like, I, I know what you're about. Yeah. It's so powerful. It's so powerful to have that, 
that community like that's really a motivate at least for me it's it's such a motivator because if i was going at something like completely alone it would be a lot more discouraging to me because i would think you know who's gonna relate who who am i gonna relate to who's gonna come with me on this yeah Um, yeah and i think what you guys are doing is amazing when we first heard about your podcast i said this is this is life-changing for people. I mean, mm-hmm. you might not always feel that, but as an outsider, I can see how that would be absolutely life-changing for someone out there who's listening who doesn't have any support at all. They know that there's people like you guys out there yeah. supporting parents like us. I wish I could be everybody's mom. I would do it. I would. <laughs> you would be an amazing mom. I, I already know. Thank you. Yeah, we started this podcast in March, and um, it's been so much more meaningful than I ever predicted. Just the the feedback we've gotten, the connections we've made, it's just, it's been so powerful. To be blunt, we thought we were gonna end up with like maybe 50 listeners at this point. Yeah, we really had no idea when we started this. I guess I should have known because like we have mentioned on other episodes, the domain, even just the domain, the queer Arabs or queer Arabs was never used in the past, never bought. So it's wow. like, okay, obviously this needs to be a, a topic <laughs> that's yeah. talked about. So I Absolutely. guess, yeah. But uh, back to the organization for parents, like, mm-hmm. uh, can you tell us some, tell us what ha- happened to that? Like, I know, yeah. like, yeah. has it grown a lot? <laughs> oh yeah. So when we, we first met, we, we call it uh, the transparent Okanagan is the region that we live in. Uh-huh. We thought parent was a good pun but of course every parent group like this calls itself something like that (laughs) anyways we started a meeting just in a coffee shop and inviting um parents that were wanting to meet with us to to come join us and we had a couple come out and then at least one time we were by ourselves just having a coffee together (laughs) so it started out pretty well but we the word spread um and carrie's done a lot about trying to make sure that um for instance uh, medical providers in town um, and, and others uh, who are in support uh, services could provide information to people because they are the ones who might be the first contact uh, by parents wondering, what do I do? So through that, we've had a lot more contacts and the group has grown. We now meet monthly at um, uh, a place in town here that's providing us the space for free, actually. Oh, awesome. And Carrie applied for some provincial funding um through the uh it's through transcare bc which is through the provincial health services authority so it's a little it's our provincial health services um okay as a part of a a division called transcare um, bc and they provide support and and medical resources to medical professionals and also just the public anyone can phone them up on the toll-free number and get advice and support and um, yeah, so they offered these grants to peer-led groups, and we were lucky enough to get money to, it, we joke that it doesn't pay us anything, but it pays for all of our expenses, which is what we really, so we get to have really good snacks at our... Yes, at our, there you go. <laughs> and we helped sponsor the um, Trans Pride March and Social that was part of our Pride Week in the summertime. Um, and actually, Anas was a, a Grand Marshal for that as well. Oh my gosh, yes. Yeah. So, That's yeah, so it's a wonderful. great little group. We've just heard that we're renewed for another six months. And then, yes. yeah, we're really excited. They're really great people that work there. And yeah. 
it feels like things are really growing quickly now. Uh, even with the Transcare BC organization, they've been contacting and trying to build up a network of medical providers who are um, friendly, uh, trans friendly, and and willing to work with trans people. And it's it's growing quickly. It's still new. Uh, even just a few years ago, things were very different. Here, it would have been very hard to find uh, a medical professional who would have uh, been you know, willing to uh, talk about hormone therapy or anything like yeah. that. Um, but it's, it's growing quickly. So that's so that's so encouraging and promising. What are the ways that you have gotten the word out about your group? Um, so uh, like Wayne said, medical professionals. Um, yeah. Oh, OK. So that's usually yeah. the first. Yeah. So psychiatrists are often the first point where, you know, a family member might bring their child to or um, um, primary care providers, doctors. Oh, okay. Um, and then that person will tell them about your yes, support. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that's it's, awesome. It's like for the child, we recommend hormones and therapy and all this other okay. great stuff. Yeah. And for you, do you guys need any support? Is that how it kind of goes, I guess? Yes. Oh, okay. That's awesome. And we do, we've, I've, I just started a little Facebook group. Um, we have a private one, a closed group for the parents, but um, we have an, a, a page for mm -hmm. Transparent Okanagan that we just started and we've boosted a couple of posts just to get the information out into the universe that, yeah. you know, here and if you live in the area, please pass it on to anyone who you think might benefit from yeah. our group. So people find us online as well. Excellent. Yeah. That seems to be like so, almost a recurring theme in our lives at this point, that secret Facebook groups for supporting people parents and whatnot yeah it's it's so uh, helpful to have that because there's that privacy element too and um there isn't when we started we really didn't know what the reaction would be there was some concern of you know people if they found out could be uh, in opposition or or writing bad things to us or something but yeah. we haven't really had uh, any no i've had to remove a couple of comments from the public page um Ugh, yeah we're familiar with that we we I, we totally get it <laughs> you almost want to leave them up because the poor grammar and spelling is enough to <laughs> i know i'm like why does that always correlate hmm. well lack of education i don't know yeah yeah and yeah, yeah. <laughs> just i know i know like some of them on our page on our facebook page the queer arabs some of them were so hateful that i just could not keep it up there but i wanted like part of me wanted to because I'm like I want people to see how ludicrous this kind of mm -hmm. stuff is. So I think I think a couple are still up where it's just obvious, and and it also makes me wonder like why are you even on our page? Like why why are you wasting time on a page that you have have zero interest in? So yeah, what we often say to Tor is that anyone who has that much time to spend looking for places to put their hate, they must actually be very sad. Like they must have a very yeah. sad life. Yeah, know? that's true. So we try to have compassion for how sad their lives must be. Yeah. That's really, sometimes. That's really, <laughs> yeah, you sometimes. No, that's a good point. Yeah. I, I wonder, sometimes I wonder like what drives people to do things like that. Well. Yeah. I, I think that these consensus answer is quickly becoming too much free time. Probably, yeah. Maybe that's part of it, maybe. I think sometimes it's attention they, that people are craving some kind of contact, and even if it's negative contact, that yeah, you know, 
Yeah. Yeah, and obviously, like, certain political climate um, yeah. areas are making people feel like they are supported in their... Yeah, and, like they're, and making them feel like, oh, I'm on the right side of things. I'm right. Yeah. Yeah, like, our president says so, so... But on the other hand, yeah. it's like these people feeling right versus the lives and feelings of everyone who received that hate, so... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For sure. Now I hear you guys have someone awesome running for governor down there. Oh my God, Beto! Yes. Um, oh, for a senator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, yeah, percent. Um, Beto is running against Ted Cruz, who's the current senator. So we uh, heard of heard of them both up here. Yes. <laughs> oh, that's oh, that's crazy. Wow. Uh, yeah, and by the time this airs, like it'll be a couple of days before election. So. Oh, we yeah. Oh, get out and vote everyone get out and vote yes anyone who can vote please don't give up like don't take it for granted please it's going to be super close here in texas yes you'll be doing everyone a favor seriously yeah and i always i always like to think of it as like do it for yourself and for those who cannot vote yeah. but who yeah. who want to could will still be affected by these issues so do it for yourself and for everyone but yeah. Um, yeah. for those who are unaware, Texas has a long history of being Republican, very conservative. It's the Bush. It's the state that George W. Bush was elected um, to office in before he became president. And it's like like in the cities, you will have Democrats win. But outside of that, in the larger rural and suburban areas, it'll be very Republican. So to have a serious uh, Democrat contender for Senate is an incredibly rare thing. Yeah. yeah, on state, yeah. yeah, someone on state level like this. Um, it's yeah, he looks awesome. He looks yeah. Like a great... yeah, and he speaks. Uh, in my opinion, he speaks with so much. What what he says, it's so genuine. It just comes across as very honest and genuine. Conversely, um, Ted Cruz tweeted the other day at the time of recording. Beto mm -hmm. uh, O'Rourke did this uh, speaking engagement at a traditionally black church where he was talking about the slaying of this man who was this man who was slain in Dallas in his own apartment by a police officer who had the wrong apartment Ugh, while yeah. off duty. We've heard about that up here as well, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. So he was speaking very passionately and saying how people shouldn't be executed and by police officers in their own home. And then Ted Cruz tweets this like, you know, yeah, look at Beto, look what he talks about. And was trying to use that as a negative and it was like, like wow like that's all the ammo that you have <laughs> but wow but the play was the political play was of course he's appealing to bigots who would see a uh, white man talking to a black church about races the evils of racism and fighting that system and siding against the police when they are racist mm -hmm. as a reason to vote for ted cruz wow uh, yeah so I hate oh, doing right. like very current affairs like that will date this episode, but it's worth speaking on. Yeah, I mean, even when it publishes, like it's still gonna be pretty relevant. It's only well, we'll be watching. We'll be watching these elections from up here very, very closely. Oh, yeah. yeah. Hoping for the best. Hoping for a change. Yeah, there is. I feel like there is hope on November six. I feel. You know, I don't know. I don't know how you're feeling, Ellie. I feel hopeful. 
I feel a little hopeful, but I, I'm also like, this is Texas, and this is a state that is a state in our union. <sighs> I yeah. know. Well, I guess, yeah. yeah, find the people and who are like you, who support you. Yeah. You know, doing your podcast, that they're all over the world, and yeah. And we're up here in Canada and we're supporting everyone across the world who is queer and thank you. Canada, we have legal weed now, so it's great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> yeah, uh, this legal uh, last week. Yeah. Oh, oh, I didn't realize. Yeah, they legalized it nationwide. Yes. And I, suppose- I just, I knew about that. I just didn't realize, and forgot suppose- how recent it was. And supposedly they're facing a bit of a shortage in some places. Yeah, yes, I'm sure. Uh, yeah. Well, I guess we unfortunately have to wrap this up because we have to get to an event. Um, but this was such a good conversation. Um, can you tell the listeners where they could find the TED Talk? And we can also post it on our website. Sure, yeah. Um, I think if they just Google Tor's name, it's Tor, T-O-R, and then Broughton, B-R-O-U-G-H-T-O-N. Okay. It's one of the first things. I mean, they could Google TED Talk Tor or something like that. It will come up. Excellent. It's called Turning Challenges into Strengths. Yeah, Turning Challenges into Strengths. Oh, awesome. And then um, how can people contact you um, about your support group? Sure. Uh, they can contact us at Transparent Okanagan, and I'll spell Okanagan, O-K-A-N-A-G-A-N, at gmail.com. Perfect. And of course, all these links will be posted to our website, thequeerarabs.com. This will be marked as episode 36. 36 already. Wow. Yeah. And, um, yeah. and so just look for that. If you guys are listening in the future, hello, future. Um, they, everyone will be listening in the future. <laughs> but, <laughs> Except us. Um, and then, yeah, and you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at the, at the Queer Arabs as well as our website. And then we are on iTunes and all those other podcast apps. So um, thank you all very much for listening. And, and thank you for talking with us today. Thank you, oh. Carrie and Wayne. You are, you are thank wonderful. You. Thank you guys so much. This is really wonderful. And yeah. thank you for what you're doing for queer people all over the world. Oh, yeah. Thank you. And thank you for what you're, for what you are doing for trans folks and their parents. That's really And their important. parents. That's true. Yeah. All right. Thanks. Super important. All right. There. Bye, everyone.